Is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. So, uh, depending on uh, what day it is, I'm not familiar if it's uh, Wednesday or Sunday or Friday when the uh, 12-day cleanse started for uh, Aaron Rodgers. But uh, mm. we did get uh, we did get Aaron Rodgers sound uh, from yesterday. He was on the Pat McAfee show. We what is he about cleansing? It. Well, I mean, you know, some people assume that uh, because of the Instagram post uh, from Aaron Rodgers on Monday night that, okay, is he going to give an announcement or is there going to be a decision made on Tuesday? He's going to be on the Pat McAfee show. Brian Gutenkunst is going to be meeting uh, with the media Goody later coops. on today and so the thought was all right he's got to give us something he's got to give us something so rogers appeared with pat mcafee yesterday and uh, he explained what was behind the cryptic instagram post and also whether or not he was ready to make his decision let me just put this disclaimer out right away for the the uh, the few people watching that are tuning just for a specific uh, maybe news or decision there will be no news today no vision on, on my future unless you've gone through certain experiences um and had frustration and 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 been near the bottom and then get near the top and understand the uh, the beauty in life and then you might say things about that that's a cryptic message i mean there's nothing cryptic about gratitude so when i come out my first thought is just intense gratitude for the people in my life and that's not every person in my life that I mentioned, and, and there's other people to, to highlight in the credit, but that was just w- where I was at. I was going through some old pictures from the last year and felt an intense amount of gratitude uh, for the life that I have and for the lessons that I've learned and the growth that's happened over the last year and the people who've been a part of that, uh, that journey. So there it is, Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee Show. I mean, it uh, makes all the sense in the world to me. Unfortunately, though, it's Aaron Rodgers, so people weren't happy uh, and feel like he's a, a, a quote-unquote yeah. attention whore uh, and just wants uh, all the eyes on him and the conversation Can't about call him. call somebody so, attention whore that everybody's paying attention to. It's just... It's the, a great point. The coverage of this is I mean, just beyond. <laughs> like, everyone gets mad at him for them having... Oh, we, he didn't make his decision, and we all tuned in for it. It's like, dude... You tuned in for it. You're the, the one who expected. Again, it, I keep going back. To, I, I'll say this over and over and over again until there's a point in which our country realizes this. We lose all accountability and responsibility for the decisions that we make. So, for example, if you were one of those people who was frustrated that Aaron Rodgers didn't make a decision yesterday, that's on you. That's not <laughs> on only Aaron Rodgers because <laughs> he's clearly living his life. Like, he's out there talking about some 12-day fast. I'm not even going to try to talk about whatever the, the <laughs> yoga or whatever the name of it is. I know this, okay? From what I researched, those bowels have to be so loose, Ooh. okay? A lot of ghee, I believe, is a part of that whole fast. And he is just lubing up the insides to make sure everything, all right, every toxin is just released from his body. I mean, it so sounds amazing. He's feeling if, good. If he could do it. It's yeah. like a Ziploc bag with a hole in the bottom. You Ugh. know, you're just trying to like, hey, oh boy, got to be careful here. You know, you're taking home a goldfish and you're like, oh my God, the water's leaking. Oh, oh we got to be careful the fish here. Go? What's yeah. gone? I'm just saying, man, you leak everywhere. I, I was going to say, here's, here's a much faster version of the 12-day fast, okay? You go ahead and you load up a gigantic burrito at Chipotle. And before you go to wrap that puppy up in the tin foil, you dump all of that red hot sauce you can on it, okay? Ugh, that, good. I promise you, in the next 24 hours, will clear <laughs> you that's good. out. Yeah. I mean, okay? If it doesn't burn a hole in your belly, man. 
too. I mean, the, the, the type of acid reflux that I felt, not that I got when when having that experience, that I felt just now from my mental Rolodex of eating hot, spicy sauce on my burritos, baby, um, was pretty bad. Hey, man. Yeah. Listen, uh, you know, for Birdo Sometimes and they I, get this so big, normal. they do look like little babies. Yeah. You know? oh It'll make God. your nose really not- runny, too. Yeah, that's good though. Yeah. I'll clear y'all too. Um, yeah. The uh, so it is funny though. When we talk about just joking the people that are upset with Aaron Rodgers. Like, is this all because you've got <laughs> members of the media who are now trying to realize that? Oh my God, there's no football to recap. So what are we going to talk about? And they're pissed. Yeah. Is this is this all just misdirected anger? They're pissed off at Aaron Rodgers because he didn't make a decision, and they're actually going to have to do some research for the show. Is that well, all this is? I want to go back to my initial question. Like, have you guys ever fasted? Yes. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. There is like a period of, I don't want to say enlightenment, or maybe it's more of like a natural high where when you keep your body from just having any sort of nutrients and stuff for a period of time and fast and all that, it does make you wake up a little bit different. And, and that's the thing different. is, yeah, yeah, you feel, you feel great. Yeah. You feel like you're very clear in mind and thought and all that. I, I do I do believe like when I was listening to what he what he was saying and talking about and saying like gratitude is not something that it's controversial in any way. It's really not. If you took yesterday and you somehow are twisting either what he said or what he posted and everything else, I just I, I kinda sit there and go, Come on, Aaron's smart and he's calculated. But he also just wants to put out stuff too, where it's genuine. Like he he doesn't need to always be putting something out with the reason behind it. There could just be some genuine, like, hey, I just came out of this fast. I feel very grateful for a lot of people in my life, and I want to post it because it wasn't just about football. It was about Shailene Woodley, which, by the way, it sounded like they're talking or yeah. together or something. I mean, there's somebody in the background. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> I agree. I I I, I the, will say the cleaning lady. What's happening? Uh, no, it might have been the cleaning lady. I mean, hey, you know? don't get me started. Oh, triple X cleaning yeah. lady. You know? What? You know how to? Yeah. You know how to, I am. I am. Hey, you know how to rev an engine? I bro. am. I am. <laughs> Dios mio. I'm glad I am. Yeah. <laughs> Dios mio. I love um, getting it on. So so, <laughs> I I did take it as a genuine response, and 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 listen, it's it's funny because. Guys are still playing, but they're kind of still our age. And and you start to think about they go through a lot of life experiences along this road, along this journey. And when you retire, you you have epiphanies, you have enlightenment, at least you hope that, that guys do. And you do find yourself in humble states of mind, uh, having having strong epiphanies and, and declarations. But nobody gives an F. Nobody cares because you don't play anymore, right? So it doesn't play out in front of the camera. And different things that you will say and you will do that's based off of your reactions and your responses to the things that you're going through in your life, nobody cares. But you care and you start to put those things out there into the universe because it's just something that you feel good about. So I was, honestly, I was vibing with what he had to say. But then there's another part of me that says, well, you know what? He has, I mean, he has told people he's thinking about other things. There are other things that are on his mind. And maybe 
you know, the thing about him that that is intriguing is he does put you in a place where is it a riddle? Is it cryptic? Is it just face value? What is it? What is it that I'm getting right now? And you can I, honestly, you could take everything that he says at face value, and and really and and be okay with that. It, I think people fall into the trap of not taking him at face value, which adds the added drama or the added aspects of trying to figure things out. I mean, again, he hasn't said anything. We'll hear from from Green Bay today and what they have to say. They probably won't say anything. And again, I'll continue to stay on the theme of if I'm the Green Bay Packers, you got to put your your flag in the sand. You got to put it in the ground and you got to say, this is what we're doing. This is the direction we're going in. This is what we've put in front of Aaron. Everybody knows what the scenario and the situation is. And we just want to make sure we're moving forward so that we can handle all of the other business that's associated with the Green Bay Packers. I think at this point and everything that is connected to the history of this organization as it applies to big-time first ballot Hall of Famers, I think that that would be the best response to this, the best approach to this that Green Bay could take. And then now you can take away any of the aspects of what is Aaron Rodgers doing. Because right now, Aaron Rodgers is dicta- Aaron Rodgers has been dictating since last summer. He's been dictating since last summer. So to me... If if you wanna if you wanna know the truth about everything, you'll know the truth by what Green Bay does. Not so much what Aaron Rodgers does, because Aaron is going to do what what his opportunities provide him. You gotta go where the opportunities are given, right? And right now his employer is the Green Bay Packers. And I think we gotta keep that in, in mind. Is as much as he can say and as much as he may want to do, he's still an employee. And I think that that's something that has to be considered in all of this. Well, I mean, whatever yeah, it is. but they're also doing things on his behalf. I mean, I think there's going to be some thought to how they handle Devontae Adams. Yeah, it works for them, and it's for their long-term plans. But as we've talked about, it still keeps Aaron Rodgers in the back of their mind. I mean, they hired Tom Clemens because he's a good coach, but that's what Aaron Rodgers wants. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's really what he wants. Tom Clements has coached a long time. He's made a lot of money. I don't know that he needs to necessarily come back and do this unless he's doing it for the guy that you know, he helped win a Super Bowl with. He's helped win MVPs with. Mm-hmm. So a lot of their decisions, as much as we want to act like, well, Green Bay is going to do what they're going to do, they're largely based around Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I don't know that it, they're it, going to. That's but you're saying you're making my point. We're saying the same thing. I don't I think you're hundred percent spot on with what you're saying. My whole thing is if that's what you're doing, then for the sake of your organization and the sake of what you have going on, say it. We brought Clemens back because we want uh we want to get Aaron Rodgers back. We 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 did this because the we're problem, hoping the Well, here's here's the problem with the first two parts. You can't say that about a coach because then it belittles the coach. Right. If we're only bringing like like you can make that for a lot of reasons. And and we've heard this with the the whole, you know, hiring minorities. There's some people who feel like if you hire a minority pure because they're a minority, doesn't it belittle what they are then as a coach? Hmm. It's no different here where if you bring a coach in purely because a player is saying that's the guy I want. Well, okay, but what are you saying? The coach isn't worth it. You're just doing it for the player. 
it's, it's no different than Denver hiring Nathaniel Hackett. The thought was that, well, this gives us a better chance of getting Aaron Rodgers. Okay, but what if you don't get him? You better have a good head coach of the Denver Broncos then. Like, it better be a guy you're excited about. Otherwise, well, what are you doing then? Mm-hmm. So I, I do think the first part, they, it like works hand in hand, right? And, and they can't say that publicly because, you know, you're hiring a guy who, and by the way, he's got a good resume. It's not like that's part of it. And even the second part, if Devonta Adams is the next key cog to all of this, this organization doesn't want to let arguably the best wide receiver walk out the door. So he's going to get franchise tag at a minimum. That'll extend the window to negotiate. And then they'll get him under a long-term deal, and whether that's to play with Aaron Rodgers or, or Jordan Love. The next step to me, which would be the most revealing, is Randall Cobb. Because I thought he was, for what he was able to provide last year, compensated more than what he brought. I think most people would agree with that. He's an older veteran wide receiver that, depending on what he ends up signing and if he signs back, because I don't believe he's playing special teams, you know, you look at it and you go, okay, like, that's really one where you're like, yeah, you're pretty much just doing that all because he wants him on the team, he's friends with him, or he trusts him, so when he is in the game, he knows he can go to him and how he's going to react, right? Like, that's one of those signings where it goes, oh, okay, that was, that was pretty much about Aaron Rodgers. It was last year, it would be this year if it happened. So, I, I don't know, I just, I, I know this. Rodgers wasn't going to make a decision yesterday and make an announcement because A.J. Hawk wasn't on the show as well. He's stuck on some cruise ship, too, right now in the Caribbean (laughs) that he goes on every year. He wasn't there to be a part of it. I knew he wasn't going to make any sort of announcement. I could have told you that because he's stuck somewhere on a cruise ship like he always is this time of year for some Buckeye cruise. Now, look, it raises a lot of funds for uh, the James, which is a cancer hospital there in Columbus, Ohio. I'm all for that. But they seem to have a story every single year of being stuck on a cruise ship. And it gives me anxiety and it gives me nightmares thinking about being stuck on a gigantic portalette or portajon. I'm telling floating you, floating in the sea. I'm telling you, man, cruises, bang for your buck. One of the best vacations you can do is I a cruise. It. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's I'm because you you're there. sitting on a gigantic porta potty, <sighs> just oh, floating man. around and, in the and, ocean. Hey, and let me tell you something. Great food, by yeah, the way. You yeah, you take that cruise yeah, to Ensenada. Take it to Ensenada, Mexico. Dios. Me, Alberto. Oh, no no public you, inco- intoxication yeah. bills there. <laughs> no chance. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's get into uh, somebody who may be lying. Enter the room, Brian Flores. Brian Flores, the former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, uh, now the assistant linebackers coach. Uh, assistant def- defensive coach. De- de- defensive coach, coach with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, he appeared <laughs> on a Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I know Real you, Sports. Yeah, I know you guys Uh-oh. want me. I'm not going to do Come the on, do it. I, do it. I didn't ask. This is a ser- I did not ask. But this okay. is a serious topic, and, okay. and, and now yeah. everybody's ears are poked up and all this stuff, and they yeah. want to yeah. know we, where we, we're going. and they We can't know if, do the impression. Yeah. Yeah. Can't do the yeah, they want to know if I'm sitting on a right. rocking chair on a porch all right. and all that so, old uh, other stuff. So, so uh, let's, let's just keep it secret. No, are you going to do it? Go well, no, I wasn't. No, I, wasn't I, I do heard the voice no, go up high. Okay, no, all right. But, um, but let's move on to this story about uh, Brian Flores and uh, and Brian Gumble. Uh, Flores was um, uh, on the interview with his lawyer uh, talking about the situation with the Miami Dolphins, and then uh, something came up called a 
non-disparagement agreement, uh, which is uh, you know uh, a parting of the ways and a separation agreement that the Miami Dolphins had on the table for him. And here was the conversation on Real Sports. Uh, the other voice you hear here that jumps in talking about the amount of money that he was offered was his lawyer. This is how it sounded. I was surprised to learn that when you were let go by the Dolphins, um, that you were asked to sign an NDA, a non-disparagement agreement, um, and you declined. Absolutely. Yeah, I think you know just signing that you know separation agreement would have um, really silenced me. How much how much money did you wind up leaving on the table by by choosing to not sign that agreement? Uh, a, a lot. A good, a good a amount lot. of money. A lot, a lot of money. What's a good it, amount? It was millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. It was tears of his contract. And to Coach Flores' credit, you know, he wasn't going to sign that because he wanted, it wasn't about the money. If it was about the money, he would have signed it. What he did instead was he filed this lawsuit so that he could help other coaches now and in the, and in the future. Yeah. Uh, so the Dolphins uh, responded to that and denied it, uh, you know, emphatically and said uh, it's a categorically false, et cetera, et cetera. Then Brian Flores' legal team posted uh, a screenshot of the document, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so, so this is where we're at with this whole conversation. Uh, Brady, you are uh, you know a hell of a lot more about the uh, this stuff and can break down the uh, language well, on all this. What are you trying to say? Uh, well, cause I, I, listen, this is far beyond my comprehension. I'm confused. I think somebody's lying. Lying here, I, I think I have an idea who it is, but um, you know uh, the BQ uh, lawyer here with us, uh, the BQ law firm, uh, here to explain it away. Excited for this, yeah. I'll just say this very simply, and 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 I'm I'm sure Lavar can speak to this too from doing contracts and, and even just doing business. Okay, uh, standard termination language will have non-disclosure agreements within them. There'll be every clauses last one within of them. them. Every last every one, last one of them. them. Every last one of them. Okay, these NIL deals that these college athletes are signing will have NDAs in them, meaning once that deal is over, working with a student athlete, they can't disclose some of the you know, things that were going on behind the scenes. It's not always meant to silence people. It's just a business practice. Okay. It allows that organization, the people working, to be protected and their privacy protected from some of the things that employee, that client, may have come to know through that period of time working with them. This is standard termination language within any contract. And so here is the crux of the entire issue with Brian Flores and his attorneys. If it is standard which it is in the NFL, and I reached out to a couple of separate sources who literally responded back flabbergasted that this lawsuit is trying to claim that this is the NDA. This is the non-disclosure agreement. If this was what they were referring to, it's laughable. I'll say that again. It's laughable. Because if it's in every contract for every coach that gets fired then how is that racist, which is the entire point of the class action lawsuit? If this whole thing was about racism, and this is one of those instances of them trying to silence him for even the bribery charges that he's brought against Stephen Ross, Brian Flores and his attorneys better buckle up because they're going to have a bumpy, bumpy ride ahead when you're talking about something that is standard amongst any contract 
with any head coach, probably even other employees and other coaches within the NFL. And again, LeVar, I'll lean on you here too, not just to have me coming from this angle. That is standard in the business world. It is. When you assign a contract and then you decide to go separate ways, that's always going to be a clause or some language within that contract, that termination uh, agreement. And that's how you get the rest of your, your money from the contract. So they're not – like the way it sounded, and maybe maybe that's just my interpretation, it sounded as though they were offered money to sign the, the NDA, um, the separation you know, agreement. When you sign separation agreements, that's basically you signing saying, "Okay, you're you're paying me the rest of my contract or the or the rest of my owed monies in in this contract." And and this is basically us saying, you know, we're done with one another, we're going in in different directions. And and you kind of agree to it. I would say I guess his, you know, the con, con, the contingency of of what uh Flores and his 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 legal fella is saying is basically we're not i'd rather not even take the rest of my guaranteed money that was within the contract and signing this this paper this this like basically your your separation agreement and and i want to be able to take legal action and that's the whole the whole point of it is for these very situations is why they have this in every every legal you know, it's not a legal proceeding, but the legal part of the paperwork in your contract. That's why they say we have the right to arbitrate first. All those things are are in there, and and so that isn't based off of race, color, or creed. That's that's just standard <laughs> business practice in and, in the business world. And here's how most contracts actually are constructed. Okay, you know this when you sign them, when you agree. To then becoming an employee, whether it's a head coach, assistant coach, or you're joining a company, you better be reading your contract and every clause within it. It's usually stated in the beginning of it. Because like any sort of business agreement, there's always what's called an exit strategy. As far as, hey, how's this thing going to go? A poison pill. things go well? Yeah, a poison (laughs) pill, for example. But how's this thing going to go if things go well or if things go bad? There's going to be language that talks about the interest of both parties involved, whether that's you and your partner, you and another company. You're always going to have, hey, what's our exit strategy? Because if things don't go well, how's this breakup happening? Let's get it on paper together so we don't have to spend money with attorneys after the fact to figure out how we're going to go our separate ways if we decide to sell, if we decide that it's not working, our business fails, or in this case, we've got a head coach who I think we've come to an agreement, hey, this isn't working out, let's go our separate ways. That language is usually included within the initial contract. And so to then see a termination agreement, which again, this sort of language is standard. You know, when usually when people talk about non-disclosure agreements, like I see it all the time in the real estate world, they will serve you with a separate non-disclosure agreement. Or if they have an invention or a startup business that they say, hey, we've got something that's we've got something that's proprietary (laughs) that we don't want to share with the rest of the world. We'll serve you with what's called a non-disclosure agreement. And that is specifically geared towards that, like that conversation, that correspondence, whatever is said in those meetings or whatever documents are said about that specific subject that you can't share anywhere else in the world. Cause if you do, you're liable to get sued by that company, right? Mm -hmm. That's usually how this stuff is done. But when you're talking about employees and employment, 
it's usually written in there on the way in. And if it's not, there's, there's, if there's a termination agreement like that, it's going to be standard. So again, I go back to my original comment. How is it racist if everyone is, is, if everyone is subject to that same language? And even in the bribery charges, like, okay, so he didn't, so didn't want to sign it because he thinks he's got something else on Stephen Ross in regards to the bribery charges. Okay, let's see it. Like, why, why, we, you've shown all this other stuff in your lawsuit. Why not show what's out there? Why not put more pressure on from the media? Because right now their argument looks really flimsy. It's just accusations. Especially when you come out and say, well, we have uh, actual evidence of them uh, offering $100,000. Okay, where's it at? Like, yeah, what is it? like I, I wonder this, and, and again, I don't... doesn't mean they don't have uh, it, Well, though. okay, let's, but... Let's but, be clear on that. All right, that. but, but here's, here's the question I have. Is there... Is the strategy from the Brian Flores team that, hey, let... You know, we can th- put all this stuff out here... We may not ever have to prove it publicly, which is what I think they care a lot about, That's which is the, the bigger PR. point. Now yeah. you're touching on a bigger so, point. So if we never have to prove it publicly and they're just going to settle with us anyways. Then it was wh- about the money. Yeah. So why not Why not go hard in the paint on this knowing that they're ne- if, if they agree that none of this stuff is going to be revealed to the public, then we can but all just. But you don't just... know how Flores is going to handle that, though. But, That's the thing. But, but I just wonder if maybe that's the strategy here. We've got a little bit that could be interpreted as evidence, but as long as we don't have to really unveil it to to the to the public and for everybody to see, then the assumption is, oh, they, they must have had something. Otherwise, the NFL hey. wouldn't have settled, similar to the Kaepernick move. Well, all, well, all I'll say to you guys is this. Brian Flores and his legal team, they better have something because we haven't seen anything substantive like yet. And they better have something because when the Dolphins released their statement in response to that initial claim about the NDA, this is how that last sentence was concluded. We are fully cooperating with the NFL investigation and look forward to all of the facts coming out, which we are confident will prove that his claims are false and defamatory. Defamatory. Yeah. Now, once you that put means, that language in there, now no, there's going to be another suit that's coming. There's going to be a countersuit yeah. for defamation of character, yeah, which is absolutely. where this goes. Yeah, because if he if have any evidence of this, and I don't think he'll come after Brian Flores, because who you go after is the people with the deeper pockets, and that's probably the attorneys at this point in time. You know, I'm sure Brian Flores has made a good amount from his initial you know years being a head coach, but that law firm is who Stephen Ross is going to go after. And he's going to put a defamation, a defamation of character lawsuit with them. That They'll then try to settle. And then he might even go after Brian Flores. So that's where this thing's going to get really ugly. Because you've got an owner who I don't think gives two craps about anything, given his age, that feels like this guy's been putting me out there through the ringer. And I really haven't had a chance to defend myself. And he's going on talk shows and saying all this stuff. Look out if Brian Flores doesn't have any sort of damning information because it could get ugly for him and his attorneys. Oh, man. Jonas, you touched before we go to break, you touched on the biggest point of it all. If there comes to a point where they say they are willing to settle and Brian Flores does not settle and wants to continue on with the lawsuit, that's where you'll know. That's when you're going to know. If he takes the settlement, there's no way anybody can say – that this is justification for what he did. If he if he continues to fight it so that all of the information, because this is what it's based off of, because right. even in the Brian Gumble interview, the lawyer said we were offered this amount of money and it was in millions. So it's not about the money. It's about what, what he's standing for. 
then if that's what you're standing for, then you'd have to assume that you don't want a settlement unless that settlement includes the explanation of why you're settling. If it's about what which will never touch the light of day, as yeah, Brady mentioned. If it's about what you're standing for, then why did you complain when Lovey Smith got hired? Like, like again, so yeah, like that—that's where there's just there's holes all the way through this. But you know, got got to be careful because uh, if you take this side of the, uh, hey. the stance, you know, you know that goes. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not taking any side of a, <laughs> I'm not taking any side Racist. of a stance. I just want to, I just, I'm yeah. interested and I'm curious because if you're standing up for a principle that's bigger than money and it's bigger than yourself, then when that settlement opportunity comes down, you better not settle. Yeah, that's uh, all I'm saying. Don't the, se- the you better not settle. The only thing I wonder about not setting because because he could easily play this thing out and nothing could happen from it and Stephen Ross and the Dolphins could still win the only thing that I think the any NFL team by the way will feel pressure from this hence the Washington Commanders is by being able to discover a lot within discovery right once once they get to a point where they start looking at all this stuff it might not be this that comes out where Brian Flores is able to, to win his case, but there might be other things that come out that the Dolphins don't want to share and don't want it to be public, whatever that may be, right? It could be what's happened with the Dallas Cowboys that the NFL has now said, hey, we're not going to investigate that. When you had some guy who was filming the cheerleaders changing and then they settled you know, that, <laughs> that lawsuit or that issue for, what, $2 bucks or whatever it yeah. was, there could be those sorts of things that come out that we weren't privy to that now come out to the light of day because they're a part of discovery and the, and the process of basically finding out this information. So I, that's that's where I think they could still not win, but yet they could still say, hey, you know, we found out all this other stuff and that's why we're going to settle. But he, doesn't about have the to, but he does not have to let them settle. That's the yeah. thing. He, he has to accept the, that settlement. Well, I almost wonder if him taking a job – Almost like what does that tell you? What does that I, mean? I mean, I, it's this is a longer conversation. I know we got to break. Yeah, it's a, let's I mean, uh, we'll, we'll pick it up. There's, there's a, a whole lot, lot of questions and, and a lot of discussion to it for certain. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right now, uh, we turn it over uh, to Uh-oh. the very popular Petros Papadakis, the uh, co-host of the Petros and Money Show yes. on AM570 yes. Sports, yes. Fox College Woo. Football Analyst. What's up, Pac-Man? Hey, what's popping <laughs> with y'all? What's happening? Yeah. What it do? <laughs> Zapping Roger today. Uh-oh, uh-oh. You yeah. feeling Zapping Roger More today? bounce to the ounce. More bounce uh, to the ounce. Petros, this is a really More important uh, sports talk radio question for you here. And okay, I know, let's uh, do it. Let's do it. You are all about sports, especially this early in the morning. I want to sports it up so hard. Okay. I want to talk to sports balls. Yeah. So So hard. We've got seams. We've got laces. We've got balls. Yeah. Let's do it, Doug. Here's the uh, the (laughs) question. Seams, laces, and balls, baby. Here's the the sports question of the day for you. 
Better Willy Wonka, Johnny Depp or Gene Wilder? Now, we bet on this, so don't you mess it up. Gene Wilder or Johnny Depp? That's insulting. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Who is it? It's an insulting insulting. question. Horribly insulting. What's the answer? Thank you. It ain't Johnny Depp. Yeah! 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 That's my man! Jesus. Pop oh, thank yeah. you, baby! Hey, can I ask you this, Petros? Does anyone man. like the Johnny Depp version? No. Anyone? I saw a movie the other day, and it's a terrible movie, but I watch a lot of movies. In fact, uh, I live within old movies because I hate the world so much. Hmm. And, uh, and I even review them on the show, and nobody likes it, and nobody cares, but hmm. I do it anyway. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I'm doing two. I'm I writing like out that. two right now. Because I woke up a little early this morning. You know, I like you in that lane. I like that, Pops. 1981's Blowout by Brian De Palma, Never which is not about What's what that? I thought it would be. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That was Joseph's toilet yesterday. Uh-oh. That's classic. That was my M.O. before I fell in love, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh-oh. And uh, Badlands. I, I digress. Terrence Malick's that too. 1973. Blowout's in the Badlands. That, that would have well, been my Two different movie. movies, but yeah, I but like I w- old movies. I would have put them together. Uh, but what was the movie you asked me about? Well, just, uh, you know, uh, yeah, Willy Wonka oh. and the Chocolate Va- Factory versus Charlie. Is that Charlie. Roald Dahl, Who? the writer? Did he write that? Oh, I see, think he deep. Yeah, I don't know. God. Roald Dahl wrote one of the great short stories of all time. He was a really weird guy. Uh, yeah, I think sense. he wrote Willy Wonka. And, uh, it's a weird storyline. James, James and the Giant Peach? Yeah, he wrote that. Uh, that's a, that's, a, that's a, a story? That's... That's a yeah. book? Yeah. Oh, the they, Giant most Peach? Most things are. Most things are. <laughs> James uh, and the Giant Peach. Yeah. Correct. Not every, like oh. Mortal Kombat was oh. a video game they made a movie out oh, of. But there's most, so most movies <laughs> uh, come from books. Uh, Roald Dahl was a fighter pilot, but um, he wrote one of the great books, uh, the great short stories, and it's very body, and it's called Switch Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Switch bitch ain't yeah, got he wrote, nothing he wrote Willy on Wonka the giant peach. He I'm wrote sorry. the screenplay too. What was his that. name? David versus the the big peach. What James, is James, the giant James peach. and the giant peach? It's a famous that? cartoon. No. Yeah, that's great. Really? Yeah, great. I'm so he amazed. wrote the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Have you seen that one? No. That's a good cartoon by. It? Uh, well, it's stop action, and that's Wes Anderson. Uh, there's a whole. There are more things uh, in heaven and earth that are dreamt of in your philosophy. Did he write Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Ooh, I'm gonna Chitty Chitty Bang Bang you. Bro. Yeah, care- I mean, all I of these. I'm telling you, none of these book writers should be allowed around kids for kid books. <laughs> well, he did have a there's great no history of anti-Semitism and misogyny. Oh, I mean, jeez. Oh, well, you know, it's cancel listen culture. To these, listen to Still. these. Listen to these titles. You've <laughs> exactly. never heard of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, 1968 British that. musical fantasy yeah. film? 100 percent heard of Chitty yeah. Chitty Bang yeah. Bang. Roald Dahl was all over it. But switch bitch mm. is under a I just love the way you say it. I just can you say it in uh this is the last well, one. Who? I'm not doing imitations this early in the end. Come on. <laughs> you save the jukebox for the end. Come on, uh, yeah, Pops. I don't start taking dimes until late. <laughs>
Let's do, let's do the USC. The USC offensive coordinator said the title switch, bitch. Hey, hey, pe- who is the hey, Petros, the old one with Pete Carroll. Hey, Petros. <laughs> Petros, let me ask you. Uh, there's been a oh. lot of uh, there's been a lot of uh, championship parades in the city of Los Angeles. Did anything uh, go as did, bad as the LA Rams? Did we talk about this? No, yeah. no it was before. Yeah, I think yeah, I got voted out of the LA media. What happened? And my partner got mad at me because he works for the NFL, and I just, you know. And the truth is, if the Chargers won, don't laugh. If the Chargers won the Super Bowl. All those people that were acting like that parade was a big deal, there would be the exact same amount of people at the parade, maybe less. And maybe the same people. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly right. And if the Chargers won the Super Bowl, all the media people that were basically just having uh, like it was like the bicentennial 400 times over. It was like Mike Bone getting all excited. Yeah, all the exactly. All the media people that got super excited about it were uh, would be making fun of it and saying how they have no foothold in town and and this and that. I get it. Everybody wants to make Kroenke a hero and make the Rams thing great because it is on the field. You win the Super Bowl, you win the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter how many people show up to your parade. But the truth is what everybody's doing when they worship the Rams in the media, the media is supposed to reflect what people feel about in town. It's not supposed to tell them how excited they're supposed to be. And that's kind of what we've done with the Rams ever since they've shown up. All of the praise that's heaped on them, all of the love from the L.A. media, especially the L.A. Times, who's all in with the NFL coming here, and the Rams spent the money to do it. So they're not really covered in a fair way. So when I came out and said there was 15,000 people at the parade, that's pathetic. Wow. There's half a million at the Kings game. And... You know, people send me pictures like, well, what about this? I mean, yeah, you're in the middle of a crowd of thousands of people. But we're talking about the city of Los Angeles and a Super Bowl victory. The biggest story from the damn parade was Matt Stafford being callous when the woman fell and broke her back. Can we talk about that? Sure. And uh, and that the fact that there were only 15,000 people there. And I talked about that for a couple days because I was so bothered by the media in L.A. telling everybody that it was a whole different story and this was some kind of wonderful celebration. No, it was an embarrassment. It showed what football people are like more than anything. Sean McVay's a genius, yeah, and he's sitting up there going, oh, oh, with a vape in his mouth. Oh, no. I mean, oh, my God in heaven. I mean, vaping? I know what football, yes, I know oh, what football geez. people are like, but, you know, it, it was it's Was funny. he by himself or was he accompanied? With well, he had the rest of the team up there. No, they had to cut the mic on Raheem Morris. He just went insane. He wants to know if this no. fiance. They're, they're, look, people can oh, people can the Instagram dis- model. No, yeah, she's oh, uh, she's nice. Uh, pe- listen, people can try and people can try and dispute this all they want. They're a really unlikable team, and they're getting more unlikable by the day. Why? I'm sorry, they just are. Like they just the, the whole the whole handling. Everybody's got a podcast. Everybody's family's got a family members got a podcast. Their whole handling well, of when the of that? when the Niners fans were were at SoFi and and the campaign to get no, to Rams. Right. It's just it's ridiculous. He's right. And, you know, they're enabled by a very compliant, toothless Los Angeles media. And the reason that happened, the reason, yeah, toothless. They're gumming the Rams every night. Gumming the Rams. (laughs) And and the reason that happened is because. They say that's the most impressive, by the way, from what I hear. 
a lot of jobs have come here because of it, right? There's two NFL teams. Yeah, I heard that too. There's two NFL teams in town now. And a lot of people make money off it, especially uh, there's more stories for us in the media. So there's a certain degree. I mean, there was going to be a honeymoon period, but the story is that it's the it's a success in town. The NFL's a success in town, but that doesn't mean that these brands are a success yet. They will probably be a success for our children, who will remember this team not as unlikable and annoying, but as the team that won when they were children. See, that was yeah. that was the question that I was asking before. How long does it take? It, how how much of an impact does this have on football and football culture? Because again, I made I made this point. Football is big. In Los Angeles. Oh yeah, exactly right, Lavar. Like, yeah, exactly it, right. Football's it, it, huge. The football, football, NFL football, college football, high school football—they're all huge in Los Angeles. They all rate excellently on television. In fact, we've done the most innovation. We've talked about it before on this show through production in high school football, starting yes. in the late nineties. With high uh, school football is a vibe in California. Well, like, yeah, because they the put are, LA production yeah. people, people that produce college football games that Brady and you and I work with, yep. uh, they put those people back on. I mean, Brad Zager, the president of Fox was my producer for high school games, 20 years ago. Wow. I mean, so like they put people on these games and we would work them and put them on TV in LA like it was a college football game, right. making stars out of guys like Justin Fargus and Casey yep. Clawson yep. and Carson Palmer. <laughs> and But it's true. And so football Tell him who Justin's and- daddy was. Tell him who his daddy was. <laughs> Freaking, uh, come on, the Antonio, freak of the year, the Antonio pimp of the year. Fargus, yeah, yeah. yeah. not the freak of the year, pimp of the year. Yeah, he was very pimp good, and also in uh, Next Stop Greenwich Village with Christopher Walken. Yeah, okay, but he plays yeah. a very gay man. Oh, wow, uh, hey, well, you know, but uh, Can we get to the fall. He's a great Can we actor. Talk about the fall. Well, I, I just want to say this really quick. <laughs> God, Lavar, our Lavar. time's almost up, and we're talking about high school football. Yes. Yeah. You're correct. Yes. I just want to say, yes, that Jesus. football is huge in this town. Yes. And that is not reflective of who is a fan of the Rams or the Chargers. And that's but the, the Rams or the Chargers don't care. They have a palace they play in. There's people's asses in the seats. That is true. It doesn't matter. But, yes, the story is it's embarrassing when 15,000 people show up to your parade in Los Angeles. Especially when that many show up to a high school game. But let's, let's talk Copy about that. Let's talk about, like, what Brady said. I mean, yeah. what did, did the lady have your people, you know, the Stafford family, did, did – did the lady have their phone and was trying to take a picture of them when she fell? No, she's a prote- for professional photographer. So it was reported that she was taking a picture by request from the Staffords. Well, then that's then then that's a that's a horse of a different color. Yes, uh, but either way, is that why he's texting? They're texting back and forth. How are you doing? Well, you know, I think it just looks so bad. In that moment, it just looks so bad the way he reacted to a woman falling 10 feet and breaking her back that they had to do something to kind of 
uh, to, to, I don't know, smooth over their brand. Mm. Uh, and then that girl ends up, they go back into her text from high school. Or, oh, she's uh, out of tweets, control. And she seems to be, yeah. you know, somebody who was quite confused, at least uh, earlier in her Which life. Which has nothing to do with her falling off of no, the stage, No, it, it doesn't. But, you know, and then people are like, well, it turns out she was an S person. Right. So it does. It's like, oh my God. It justifies yeah. the fall. Yeah, yeah. Let it, her break her back and right. just lay there and uh, traction for, you know, right on a Figueroa for the rest of her life. Uh, you know, maybe just. <laughs> kick her body while we walk by hey did you uh, did you think that that matthew stafford would do the same thing if his wife had fell off of that stage as, as casually oh, as he walked Jesus. away i mean i'm just being honest like uh, i mean well, did you get did you get the feeling that it was just way too i would never want to speculate okay, Lamar, on that, anybody's relationship okay, yeah that's although fair. let me say if i was matthew stafford <laughs> yes if you I were. would be deeply deeply fatigued at what's coming from my better half <laughs> What, the, the throwing of the pretzel or just the complaining about I Disneyland? Mean, the pretzel, the attacking of, of the great Fred Rogan, the throwing of the pretzel, the, uh, the jacket that says Matthew, not Matt, the constant yammering on the podcast. Those things, I think, would, uh, would not tickle me. Wait. If I was, if I was, uh, if I was. Hey, Petros, did did you feel like this was kind of like open season, though? Like we're, I'm not saying it's karma, but given the flack that maybe you got just for holding people accountable in the L.A. media market, maybe the Stafford's included, was was this kind of karma? Was this kind of an opportunity to be like, well, there you have it. Like that's kind of revealing. I I, I don't, I think anybody who's actually like sort of halfway in the know about, what people have been like over the years is kind of like not super surprising. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I think you can look at it like that or I, I, maybe you don't want, I mean, you can make a choice on how much you want to read into things. And if you want Matt Stafford to seem like an a-hole, then yes. I mean, look, football players are not exactly, uh, you know, etiquette uh, experts and it's a violent sport played by generally violent people. But he's a quarterback. Come on now. Yeah, but he's a quarterback and he doesn't get hit. And yeah, that's different. There's cameras everywhere. And there's a bunch of frat pictures of him with his face between everybody's boobs. Yeah. So I don't know. I Which mean, is, the, I mean, I, yeah. you make a great point because yeah. he's he was he's a likable dude. He was looking for his pager. I mean, come on, give he's the guy a, a break. <laughs> Matthew Stafford is a likable dude. Let's be clear here. Like I've he's met him several kid. times. Like he's a he's a likable dude. Yeah. Like I don't I don't you know. Sure. We're, we're, I, we're I, I'm not trying to indict his character. Yeah. All I'm saying is my wife is starting a podcast calling Living with a Functional Idiot. Mm. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. Uh, get him on Twitter, uh, at the old P. He is the great Petros Papadakis, co-host of the Petros and Money Show, Fox College Football Analyst. Hey, Pac-Man. Yeah, he's our Pac-Man. Uh, P, I'm sure they're very happy week. together, the yeah. Staffords. They seem like wonderful people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know her, but, you know. You know what like he was drinking, cool though? What? Seltzers. Oh. Oh. Yeah, oh, really? that's the new craze. Yeah, but that's know? just, let me, come on. Yeah. Uh, they got they got Palomas in the can these days. Yeah. I like the grapefruit one personally. Man. Be a man, Pac-Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know what, if you really wanted to show love to L.A., you'd have a 40. Yeah. I mean, I was, we just <laughs> yeah. said that. We just said 32 ounces of Modelo yeah. last segment, no, didn't we? 40 of I mean, O.E. They, or no, Mickey's. Come on, he's in South come L.A. On. Give me the freaking O.E. You go, yeah. uh, go O.D.? I'll never forget, LeVar. I know we're over. But I'll never forget. I used to go visit my brother when he was playing at SC when I was in high school. Everybody was, had an E. There was a big-ass billboard right on, uh, right on Figaro and Jefferson, and it was a dude in a 
a party outfit with big-ass pants and Timberlands. It was a drawing, and he was stepping. And it, he had the OE40 in his hand. And it just said, step to the real. That was the and sec- I was like, God damn, I want to step to the real. <laughs> that was the accessory. <laughs> that was the accessory of the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. That was your party accessory. You well, had that to have a 40. Pa- that and the pager. Yeah, and a pager. <laughs> Hell, I had a pager chain. Yeah. And a strap. Oh, man. Uh, all right, uh, Petros, so we'll do it again next week. Uh, always fun catching up. Yeah, this uh, is what happens is. in L.A., homie. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Step to the real. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 